Welcome to the Chamber Voice of Business Podcast. I am Steve Cox with the Rogers Lowell Area Chamber of Commerce, and we have a special workforce development focused episode for you here today. We are talking with David Snow. David is the Acting Vice Chancellor for Economic Development at the University of Arkansas. And we're also talking with Meredith Atkins, who works for the University of Arkansas as the Director of NWA Industry and Community Engagement. And we're going to be talking about their perspective roles at the university, uh, the importance and impact specifically on workforce and how the university is training and uh, educating the next generation of workforce and business leaders here within Northwest Arkansas and some tools and things that they're doing to try to try to create those talent pipelines, keep them filled with talent that flow into our business community, which then keeps our uh, not just our industries and business, but also our community as a whole growing and thriving and continuing to be one of the best places to live, work and play. So that is today's episode of the Chamber Voice of Business podcast. Well, David, thank you so much for joining us. We'll start with you here as the acting vice chancellor for economic development at the University of Arkansas. You said before we came on camera here that uh, you you just moved here a little over a year ago. So you got to come to Fayetteville, right to stay inside forever. So what's that experience been like for you? Well, you know, it's been interesting. (laughs) I'll tell you that. You know, it's, it's, um, I can't think of a better place to sort of weather a global pandemic than Northwest Arkansas because uh, number one, we, my family and I particularly got really excited about the Greenway and about uh, getting the chance to get on some of the mountain biking trails out here. And so when everybody else was uh, locked inside, I feel like we had the chance to get some bicycles and go out and cycle around. And so it, it made life uh, significantly more tolerable. I think. And uh, so we just feel really blessed to be out here. Um, it was interesting. Uh, we did move into a, a rental house, uh, sight unseen for various reasons, <laughs> falling mm-hmm. out of contract. <laughs> and so uh, we thought we were just going to be there for um, uh, a couple of maybe a month or two. And then, mm-hmm. uh, of course, uh, during the pandemic, nobody was moving. And right. so that made things very interesting. Uh, having boxes stacked uh, floor to ceiling in the garage everywhere. But we, well, you know, crazy. But we, but we, we made it out. We got into a place and we're uh, spread out a little further and, and people like each other a lot more. Good. Uh, so, good. That's, so that's good. Yeah. Well, but, you're um, the second person in as many days I've talked to that actually moved here during the pandemic. <laughs> so yeah. like, okay, you know, people were still doing it. Now it seems well, like we, everyone's we were, moving. We, we were here maybe six weeks before. Everything oh, okay. So. so it was it was not very long before. Uh, but then it got, got pretty interesting. But, you know, uh, as far as um, the opportunity to engage and meet folks, I mean, I think we've uh, been really uh, as effective as we possibly can. Um, you know, I, I'm really encouraged by how open this community is. One of the mm-hmm. things that was so attractive to me about uh, Northwest Arkansas and about the University of Arkansas was the fact that the community and, and uh, the industry partners that are in this area were very, um, very intentional about reaching out to the university and really creating opportunities to bring, help bring the university and its programs alongside uh, the community as a pillar. And you mentioned workforce development and, and so in economic development, that which is the Division of Economic Development, the University mm-hmm. of Arkansas. Um, maybe I'll just give you a little history about that. You're, you're uh, rolling, rolling right into my next question, so let's yeah, go. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, that's uh, probably a good place to start. 
really, you know, Chancellor Steinmetz had uh, has incredible experience, depth of experience and a vision. Mm-hmm. And uh, three or four years ago, I'm not exactly sure on the timing, um, but he um, took one office, which in corporate, which encapsulated research and economic development, which was under a vice provost and divided that into two independent units operating uh, in parallel alongside each other, right. uh, really to be really so that research and innovation was more internally facing and created the most uh, you know, effective environment internally to facilitate research and development and innovation. And so that, that was a key change. And then at the same time, alongside of that, there was this Office of uh, Economic Development that was created, which is now the Division of Economic Development. Mm-hmm. And that was by design to be a little bit more externally facing. Uh, not, not totally external, but of more course. externally facing. So, you know, the, the, there's several business units that report up to the vice chancellor. But if you imagine them uh, falling into a couple of categories, I'll try to make it easy to to picture and recognize. But in one instance, if you if you if you can imagine a, a Venn diagram with three overlapping circles, uh, in one of those circles we have talent and, and workforce mm-hmm. development. In the other circle, we have innovation, which uh, can be defined a lot of different ways. But for us, it's you know it's. Uh, it's doing things differently, capturing change, uh, capturing intellectual property that could be created out of the research and, and managing that and then getting that into the hands of external entities, well, new companies or existing mm-hmm. companies that can de-risk that technology and actually get it into a product or a service that has societal benefit. So that's sort of that innovation circle. Uh, the third circle really is around place and placemaking strategies. Um, my personal opinion is that uh, places become uh, magnetically attractive, both to retain trained talent and to attract externally trained talent to a region when you have really three criteria met. The first criteria is opportunity for economic prosperity, so jobs, right? Mm-hmm. The second, the second criteria is um, security. I mean, is it a safe environment where these things can occur? Is yeah. it, is it uh, you know, and, and then the third criteria uh, really has to do with a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. So how do we create, and that, that ties into that sense of place. And so when we speak to all three of those criteria, that's kind of how we start category categorizing our activity and our mission is, you know, if it's, if it's geared towards economic development, you know, what we're talking about is economic prosperity and, and economic impact. And and so that's, uh, so that, so that's really kind of the scope of what economic development does. Uh, There's several different business units that report to that. Um, and, and so one of those business units is what's called corporate and, and foundation relations, uh, where, where Meredith exists. And, um, and that is um, really emerging as a group that is liaising externally with, with our innovation partners in the community and, and really creating that front door effect of how to get in, engaged with the university. 
in different capacities. Um, traditionally, there's been a lot of emphasis on creating sponsored research opportunities, mm-hmm. but that's not that's that's not the end all be all. There's a lot of other ways industry can engage with uh, with the university, and, and I know Meredith is going to talk about that some in a minute, so I'm not going to steal the thunder. But uh, so, how's that for an overview? No, I mean, that, that's good. I really like that you focused on, on the mission areas because that's something that we do at, at the Chamber of Commerce is it's, you know, we, we literally, we send in weekly reports of what was our activity this week and how did that further one of our mission areas um, in doing that. And so it all comes back to that. If you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, is it really worth doing? <laughs> so um, I, I, I appreciated that that overview that you had there. Uh, just kind of a follow-up question before we, before we get to Meredith real quick. Why would you say economic development is important to a university specifically? I obviously understand monetizing research and things like that, but you know, when you think of, tradi- of economic development, you're thinking capital investment, job creation. How, how does a university fit into that for those that just might not be aware or just don't quite understand? Well, that's a great question, Steve. Thanks for asking me. You know, there's uh, there's certainly traditional metrics that you know you just mentioned around uh, the number of uh, patents filed, the number of license agreements, the research, you know, the, the ROI with respect to a revenue generation from those agreements. Those are all things that are traditional metrics, but but real economic impact, economic prosperity is much broader than that. Uh, and, and what I mean by that, and it goes back to those three criteria that I mentioned, uh, creating job opportunities through entrepreneurial education and venture development programmatic activity, for example. So one of the, one of the uh, business units that reports economic development is the Office of Innovation and Entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. or OEI. And so that's a shared organization between the Walton College of Business and, and, and the Division of Economic Development. And so that group houses, uh, you know, a lot of these programmatic activities that right now aren't course credit, for example, but they become uh, very engaged experiential learning opportunities where you have a business mentor, you have an investigator, you know, someone who's come up with an idea or a technology that maybe it's patented, maybe it's not. Mm -hmm. And then you have an entrepreneurial lead. And so that that group of people then gets together and they leverage, uh, you know, some of what we describe as some of the best practice that we know about in terms of de-risking technologies and doing customer discovery and finding out is there is there a, a real business vertical for a particular idea or technology mm-hmm. that's out there, and so this really speaks to a completely different type of talent development then happens just in a curricular activity or part of a course, right? And so what we've discovered is that there are lots of industry partners that are, I mean, yeah, they're interested in doing sponsored research and, and they're interested in these other things, but they're also interested in the talent that gets developed you know, at the right. university through these experiential learning opportunities. And so the students um, and the community that get engaged in those things really have the front row seat to what's happening on the uh, on the impact side of the research. So, how do you get a, a viable product or a service into the market that benefits society? Mm-hmm. And that's that's a you know an entirely different um, loop of benefit to our local economy that's not necessarily tied to a direct revenue stream. 
that that's thank you for clarifying that because <laughs> so a lot of times some people i have a hard time explaining my job to some people <laughs> so to try to explain the entire division of a university it could be a little difficult sometimes but uh meredith we'll shift it over to you for a few minutes here um you know david talked about kind of the, the inward facing and the outward facing and as an industry liaison i'm assuming that means you're the one of the outward facing divisions is that correct so i am outward facing but to make effective connections, you really have to know both sides really well. So mm -hmm. I have to know the university and all of the various intricacies of industry engagement really well in order to help the industry uh, partners to connect wherever that might be in the university. So even being brand new in this role, really one of the first steps was uh, starting to learn more about the campus opportunities. And we're still there. I actually have a colleague that's um, in a, a parallel role focused on Central Arkansas, and, and she actually got started about a month after me. And so we're we're now um, both on board and really um, even ramping up those campus meetings. But that's kind of um, the, the social connector, kind of the navigation pieces that I'm there to connect the dots for the companies and, and the campus units. And of course, we have incredible industry engagement leads across many of our units on campus. And so they're doing great outreach work themselves. And so the focus is really to help the industry partners who don't know where they're going or who perhaps need to you know, expand from, um, you know, they might be connected within one college or within one center, but they, they have multiple needs and those often span multiple units. And so, um, that's that's the purpose of my liaison role. So when trying to find you know talent, I mean obviously I, I don't even know what the enrollment is at the university right now, but uh, you know tens of thousands. Um, when you have that talent there, and we have all of these companies, you have now hiring signs everywhere. We have expansions. We got the new, new Walmart headquarters. We've got you know obviously Tyson and Hunt and Simmons and and all these major employers, the supplier community is your role at all kind of helping get the talent at the university connected to these career opportunities? Because as David was talking about, you know, people need to see opportunities and, you know, as part of the quality of place. And obviously we have that here. So what, what's being done to help that awesome pipeline stay filled? Yeah, absolutely. So my role supports, supports those connections a lot. Um, but it also sort of, um, it assists the folks on campus that run the career services units already and that are already actively engaging with the employers. And so they're sort of the subject matter expert, experts in the employment space. And so each college has an employer relations lead as well as career advisors within those colleges. And then we also have sort of the, you know, the administrative function behind career services. So that unit, that their sole focus is um, you know, those career opportunities for students. And so where I would come in is, um, first of all, most companies really don't know where to start. So, um, you know, and we've talked about this before when we've met, when we've met at, you know, prior uh, chamber meetings is some companies just don't come to hire from the U of A because they don't even know who to contact to start with. Right. And so um, I think having sort of a, a, a central point of contact that you can share you don't have to know every single, you know, contact person at every single college allows me to just help them navigate. And so if if they're 
um, you know, major focus is hiring from the business college, for example, I'll probably make the connection um, to the employer relations team at the business college and they'll work with, with that team moving forward. Um, but say they, you know, really want to connect with multiple units on campus and they need to just understand the big picture that I'm always going to be there as a relationship manager to ensure that, you know, ensure that they're um, making the right contacts that they need. And, and then the other piece is that, um, you know, hiring doesn't always have to be just for our um, on-campus student, students. So that's mm -hmm. a large part of it. And that's what, you know, the majority of companies are going to be thinking about interns and um, full-time hires out of additional students. But we also have an alumni network that many of our companies would, would love to um, you know, tap into for more corporate hire type roles. And so, um, you know, currently we're collaborating with Alumni Association and we've got a new alumni um, focused platform as well, alumni and friends called Razorlink. And so um, from, from kind of the, the place that I sit, I'm just able to see kind of the, the big picture as it relates to various units that all connect back to that, um, to that workforce development. And take another example, um, Global Campus does a lot of um, non-credit learning mm -hmm. and certificates. And so, um, you know, some companies are hiring just straight out of um, some of the, you know, programs that they offer for, for retooling, IT, uh, UX design, et cetera. And so maybe Global Campus is the more appropriate connection than career services. So that's kind of the benefit of this um, role, which is in, in many ways, um, you know, an independent liaison type role of where do you need to go in the university? So, so you're the person to call when you don't know who to call. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm the problem solver. <laughs> that, that's a good, hey, there we go. That simplifies your title so much. Let's just, let's just go <laughs> from there, right? Meredith, problem solver. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I really liked what you were talking about in terms of the, uh, the alumni network, because obviously, you know, being in Northwest Arkansas, there are a ton of U of A alumni uh, hanging around here and alumni that might have left the area but are looking to come back, you know, whether, you know, coming back to raise a family or just be closer to home. Uh, how how can alumni get in touch? I mean, you said, I believe Razorlink uh, is, is a mm -hmm. thing. How, how does that work? And, you know, how does that, how, I guess just how does that work? <laughs> how can somebody get uh, connected? Yeah, absolutely. So this is a software that the university just rolled out. And to be honest, I actually, um, rolled out this software when I was still at the business college in partnership with campus partners. So I actually um, worked for the business college up until um, you know a couple months ago and I did corporate relations there. Mm -hmm. And so the Walden College partnered with Fulbright College of Arts and Sciences, Alumni Association and Offices of Diversity and Inclusion on campus to roll out this community engagement software. I've stayed involved in it in my new role because it just makes sense to be involved in a community engaged software that connects our corporate friends and our alumni and our students together. I mean, that's, um, you know, it sort of epitomizes in some ways what my role is meant to do. And so this platform is, um, it's meant to connect alumni to each other and to friends of the university, as well as to connect them to students. And um, at the business college, actually, one of the reasons that we decided that we wanted to partner on this software is that our students were asking for more access to the external community. Mm. And you see a lot of that from events and sort of, um, you know, networking events and activities that are meant to make these connections. And then, of course, you see a lot of activity on LinkedIn. But the software that, that we rolled out 
it's sort of like a really ramped up linked environment where everybody's a first connection because you're part of the University of Arkansas network. And so you don't have to, you know, request that they connect to you. You're, you're automatically right. connected and it has embedded video and embedded chat. And then the other major difference is that the, the algorithms and the, the, the AI matching is based on um, a lot more than just industry or um, or company. And so, um, you know, for example, a student could connect with somebody um, in a sustainability field that they're interested in going in, or um, say they need to connect with a cyber, um, you know, cybersecurity expert. It's, it's enabling us to customize all of the filters that allow our students, including our graduate students, um, and even you know non-credit students to connect with professionals that have expertise and can give them advice and mentoring. And mm -hmm. then it also supports the alumni. So the alumni can connect with one another for, for similar reasons. And um, you know, for sign up, it can be done through the alumni association, but I will say we're in soft launch right now and we'll do a full launch in the fall. So we'll work with all the chambers to, you know, kind of do a, a more of a formal announcement at that point. Right now we're kind of um, you know, taking soft launch users, working out any, um, just any uh, customizations that need to be changed. Yeah, kind of, kind of beta testing, just catching the bugs, exactly. uh, see what can be improved. Exactly. Yeah, quality assurance, absolutely. Mm -hmm. so, well, and but we, we just think it's going to be a great, a great way for um, alumni and friends of the university to give back to. I mean, I think, um, you know, I've been doing corporate relations and prior to that, employer relations for many years. And and one of the things I love, and David alluded to this earlier, is just that. We're so blessed with a region that wants to help and they want to offer, I mean, as, you know, they've had a lot of success in their career. They just want to give back to students. And, um, you know, previous to this software, um, you know, we did have opportunities, but they were a lot higher, you know, a lot more of a lift. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, guest lecturing, for example, is just a, a bigger lift and um, doing an in-person mentoring program is as well. And we still have a lot of those opportunities, but this is just sort of a, um, a, a much easier access uh, you know, be in the software, be be available to, to help folks. Yeah, and it's not a be all end all solution, but it is a step in that right direction of, of addressing the talent needs in, in the area. So I think that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. so, uh, David, switching back to you here for a few minutes. Um, you've been here a little bit over a year, you know, you're in, in five, you know, I guess your second school year or third semester, I guess, depending on how you guys are tracking that. Um, but kind of what's what's the future goals? So what, what are you hoping to to achieve with your position and, and with the Division of Economic Development? And, you know, where where do you see you see that headed in the future? Well, that's a great question, Steve. And, and I can tell you that um, part of what we're doing right now is really um, creating a baseline to be able to measure and to basically to know what it is that's happening across the entire university, mm -hmm. be able to measure that and then tell our story. Uh, that's something that, uh, you know, we are very cognizant of and that's something that um, is across the university, just an effort of creating pathways within the university to flow, a flow of information so that we can articulate opportunities within the campus innovation ecosystem that it then gets extended out and broadened and, and connected to the Northwest Arkansas innovation ecosystem. And, and really we call that, a, I call it a convergence strategy. I mean, we're trying to converge those two together so that there isn't this disparity between one and the other. 
uh, so that you know our universe, our, our industry partners can turn around and, and have uh, the appropriate messaging that's out there that says, I, I'm, I'm looking to engage in this way. And, and they'll know some of these opportunities that exist for them to engage. So, uh, you know, what the, <laughs> there's, there's several incredible things that are happening right now, not the least of which is, um, you know, a pretty recent announcement last summer about uh, the IQ DAR initiative, mm -hmm. which is the Institute for Integrated and Innovative Research. And that is a $194.7 million uh, gift. That's, that's an incredible investment into what we're, you know, what we aspire uh, to, to do and to be good at in the future. And um, I would encourage people to go, there's a website that you can go check out and look at those, uh, you know, those areas of excellence that have been identified over the course of, uh, you know, both internal and externally funded investigations, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, that, that have come out over the last couple of years. Northwest Arkansas Council has been key in that. And so as we begin to, um, you know, we've, we've, we've got a runway now, we've got, uh, we've got space allocated, we've got money allocated, uh, we're, you know, we're planning, we're going to break ground. The chancellor has very aspirational goals of, of doubling and quadrupling uh, our, our research expenditures over time, and, and we're on track to do that. That's so I, I think that, um, you know, what we're going to see is uh, the beginning of a very unique opportunity to have exponential growth and mm -hmm. uh, in, in a way that is very structured and constructive. And, uh, and that's one of the things that's really attractive about, uh, you know, the efforts of the individual Chamber of Commerce and, and how they interact with the Northwest Arkansas Council. Uh, to do that very strategically so that we retain, you know, our identity, who we are, uh, and we don't, uh, we don't create, we don't create what we don't want to be, but we can certainly benchmark other innovation ecosystems that have characteristics that we like. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of where we're going uh, in the future is to, is to begin align, aligning some of our strategies on campus with some of the things going on in Northwest Arkansas. And then we'll start seeing um, clusters uh, form of, of excellence around mm -hmm. both the research and industry. Uh, we're going to have startups that come out that are successful. We already have yeah. uh, startups that are, that are getting very successful. Uh, and so we're going to start seeing those stories told more effectively and, and becoming more and more attractive uh, uh, to industries to mm -hmm. come to this region and, and prosper. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of the big thing that we talk about in terms of business recruitment is, you know, the clusters of, you know, here's here's the areas that we really need to focus on because we have such a good network built in. Obviously, retail services is going to be key up around here, but poultry, agriculture, um, bio, bioscience, you know, see a lot of stuff coming out of the university, specifically in the medical field as well. So it's uh, it's good, good, good. It's a good problem to have when you have, a you know, goals of being on track of doubling and tripling and being ahead of schedule. That's that's a great issue. Great, great things to hear. So uh, any closing remarks before we uh, go back to Meredith real quick? I know I know you're a busy man, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. Well, I just I just want to say how much I appreciate um, the folks that are in this region within the Chambers of Commerce. I would I would just uh, continue to encourage engagement with Meredith. I'd love to meet everybody. I mean, I haven't been here that long. And so I know there's a lot of people that um, we still need to talk to. 
But I would just say that, you know, expect us to reach out and to try to engage because as we work on this process of, of knowing and measuring and telling our story, it's going to take engagement external with our external stakeholders, just like mm-hmm. it will uh, with our internal stakeholders. And, and we look forward to um, being able to have those relationships. You know, what Meredith talked about, uh, I, I, I describe as relationship capital. You know, there is um, w- within the building of relationship capital, there's incredible opportunity that emerges. And maybe today there's not a dollar sign connected to it, but that's not what we have to care about. You know, if, if, we, if we're community partners and we build those relationships together, uh, the, the economic opportunities are going to come. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's one of our missions here at the Chamber is just make sure that we get the right people around the right table at the right time and good things are going to happen. So we're excited to hear that. Well, we appreciate you being on here today. Meredith, any, uh, any closing remarks before we uh, let you guys get back to your day? Well, I just really like what you just said about getting the right people at the right table at the right time, because I think that's actually a lot of what, what I'll be doing for, on the university side. So we'll be great partners. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, I'm not the subject matter ex- expert. We have so many of those across our faculty and our business service support units. Um, amazing academic industry engagement centers. I mean, there's there's so much here, um, you know, for industry engagement from hiring and, and mentoring to, um, you know, joining industry um, industry centers and uh, the sponsored research the um, you know, and then also taking advantage of the services that the university offers. You know, many of your chamber members know about World Trade Center, Arkansas Small Business Technology Development Center. Um, you know, Global Campus um, does curriculum for companies. There's, there's um, executive education. Um, so there's so much going on here. And um, that's, you know, that's just what we want to help to educate the companies about is, you know, if you have a challenge, the, the university might be able to, um, you know, to support that. And that's what, you know, that's what I'm here for is to, is to help point them in the right direction. So um, we'll definitely be looking to the chambers to, um, you know, to ask for our help. We're, we're here and willing to do so. And we look forward to engaging um, more with, with all of your membership. Well, and we're, we're, again, we're happy to help out in whatever way we can. This is just kind of the first step of many on a long journey of uh, getting, creating that talent pipeline and keeping that thing filled and our employers happy. So Meredith Atkins, you are the uh, director of NWA Industry and Community Engagement with the University of Arkansas and David Snow, acting vice chancellor for economic development at the university. We appreciate you both being on the Chamber Voice of Business podcast and look forward to uh, many more meetings and conversations down the road. And, you know, we're all pulling the rope in the same direction. And so that's that's what we like about it. And like I said, it's relationship capital and we're building one here and we look forward to seeing what fruit can grow from this tree. So thank you guys very much for joining us on today's Chamber Voice of Business podcast. Thank you for having us.